Dear baby girl, today I want to talk about what to do with the data that you find when you have done your inner work. So for those of you who have been with me for a while, you know that I talk a lot about doing inner work continuously, continuously looking and evaluating why. That's my favorite question, baby girl. Why? So why do I think the way I do? Why do I believe what I believe? And the reason I I strongly emphasize the why is because sometimes we believe things that are not true. We believe things about ourselves that are not true. And it's become so inherent, so um, subconscious, that until we do the work and figure out the why we believe that, we're never going to change and it's going to hold us back. For example, um, some people never fully commit in a relationship because they think they're going to get hurt because maybe growing up they were verbally abused by family members, by their own parents maybe, and maybe the verbal abuse came in a beautiful little package where these parents would say, no one will ever love you. And if they do love you, they're going to leave you. And hearing something often enough as a child, especially coming from your parents, tends to become a part of who you are, right? Is that really who you are? No, not at all. That's a lie imposed on you by your abusers. It is. And a lot of us, a lot of us don't know who we truly are because we've been told, we have been projected onto by other people who they say we are. So it is very important and very vital to know who you are. So when these lies come your way, you're able to kind of put your hand out and block it away. You know what I mean? But what do you do? Once you've got this information, you, you will be angry, baby girl, when you find out that you believe certain things that you have because maybe you've been abused. Maybe it was a narcissistic parent or sibling or caregiver or spouse. And maybe that, being discovering that and realizing that you've made some choices in your life that you regret, it, it, you are going to feel angry, baby girl. And you are validated in feeling angry. I am validating you now. You have every right to be angry. Baby girl, first step is I want you to feel whatever emotion it is. Whatever emotion it is. Sometimes when you figure out your why, it's not always a lie, right? Sometimes you try and figure out who you are and why you believe this or what you do, and it's not always going to be a lie. Yes, some stuff that we believe about ourselves are lies, and other stuff that we do believe about ourselves are inherent truths. The reason we do the inner work is to figure out the two. So if you figure out something that it is who you are, it's not a projection, it's not a lie, and it is who you are, there is going to be a feeling of strength. You are going to feel strong, baby girl. You are going to feel 
relieved. You are going to feel euphoria. And I want you to feel that too. Not just the negative emotions, but whatever you, you feel, honor that. Really, honor that. Feel it. Take your time in really feeling and healing yourself. You know, I know a big part of healing is to forgive. But if you're not there yet, you need to, to work on yourself. But can I just add a little side note? Forgiveness and healing are not, um, not one thing. You are able to forgive someone and then continue to heal. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you are riding on a bicycle and you've got your headphones on. So you're not really like really paying attention. Someone else is riding on their bicycle and they're not really paying attention. And let's say they they drive right into you and there's like a crash and you've cut your leg open. Not deeply, but there is a cut. There is blood. They apologize. You're okay. You're near the hospital. Your bicycle is fine. They apologize. You forgive them. But does that mean that the leg is going to instantly be healed? Does that mean that there won't be a scar? No. You might have to put some bio oil if the scar bothers you. Or you might show the scar. But it'll take time to develop. It'll take time to stop bleeding. It'll take time for the... The, the skin to to come together again. Do you know do you know what I mean? In all that time your body is healing but it's up to you whether or not you've forgiven the other person. As a Christian, baby girl, forgiveness is kind of it's not an option. Do you know what I mean? We are told to forgive the same way we want God to forgive us. It's right there in in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus Christ teaches us to pray. You know, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. So baby girl, if you're not forgiving other people, that's kind of what you're asking God to do. Well, to not forgive you too. Um, and I understand forgiveness is... is is difficult sometimes and there will be times baby girl in this healing in this healing process where you might have to forgive one person a million times i promise you on the same journey when you're trying to figure out why you believe a certain thing or why you do certain things it's not so easy as just one answer sometimes it is but most times, there's multiple, kind of like a root system where there's like a lot of roots. Sometimes you have lots of different reasons why you might overeat, why you might be a procrastinator, why you might be so negative, why you might not be able to control your emotions. Where did that stem from? Where is that rooted? And along the path, 
you have to forgive yourself at some stage. You have to forgive other people. Sometimes one person might be at the root of like three or four different roots. Do you know what I mean? So you feel whatever it is and, and work on forgiveness. But baby girl, when you initially feel that anger, that sadness, that <laughs> don't take it out on them. Do not ever do revenge. Sit with it. If they are not narcissistic, bring it up to them. Do you know what I mean? The reason I say if they are not narcissistic, because if they are narcissistic, one, you're going to get gaslit. When you try and talk to them, when you try and get closure, they are going to tell you they don't remember what you're talking about. Um, you're, you make things up in your head. Um, you're oversensitive. Um, how can you say things like that? They did the best that they could instead of acknowledging the hurt. Oh, and they take no responsibility. That's even if, if they acknowledge that that ever happened. Or that's not how I remember it. Or they'll look at you and go, what? Huh? What are you talking about? You know? And that baby girl is going to open up a whole other hurt. So my advice, if someone is narcissist, an a narcissist, don't rely on them for closure. Rely on them for as little as possible when it comes to your emotions because they will gaslight you. They will belittle you. They will put you down. And you're going to feel a million times worse. If they are a narcissist, by the way, baby girl, you need to realize it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You need to heal from that. If you have developed some narcissistic traits that you are aware of, you need to work on overcoming that. Because you don't want that to be who you are. And you don't want that to develop into full-blown narcissism. And you don't want to end up hurting someone else. You know, even if it doesn't blow up to full-blown narcissism. You, you run the risk of hurting someone else. And you who has been hurt. No, you wouldn't want this on anyone else. No one else. So baby, first thing you need to do is you need to feel your emotions. Honor them, right? If you need to remove yourself from a room, because sometimes, you know, we're not writing it down. Sometimes it is just analyzing out thoughts while we're watching TV with someone and, it, and you realize, remove yourself from the room. You're entitled to, to having privacy and to having those boundaries and to working on your mental health, you don't don't have to tell anyone. You really don't. And number two, work on forgiving. Those two, we know what to do, right? Here's the third step. I want you to take what you've learned about yourself. Whether it's a strength or a weakness. And put it towards your growth right so if you have learned for example like i have recently learned that i am replacing love with food (laughs) 
I feel like I'm not getting enough love and affection in my life. And um, and I haven't for a long time. And so I eat. I eat. And uh, this answer, baby girl, is something I have been working on for for years i thought i just had a food addiction or i just had like a a binge thing and yes that is one thing but then when i realized further i realized that i don't get the love and the attention and affection that i crave that i need for me so i replace it with food and the reason i do that See, this is now a multi, multi-faceted reason. It's because growing up, that is how my grandmother used to show me her love for me. She used to feed me. She owns a restaurant. <laughs> you know, she would feed me and make all the, this yummy food. I used to be like little and I was spoiled by my grandmother. And she used to make me pudding. If I woke up in the middle of the night and I wanted pudding, she was out of bed making me pudding. (laughs) You know? Because that's how she showed love. And as a kid, if you want chocolate in the middle of the night or pudding in the middle of the night, you know? And I'm not even talking about the instant stuff either, baby girl. She used to make it from scratch. So, and I don't live in the same country as my grandmother anymore. So, whereas normally I could have just gone to her and spend more time with her and get the love that I need as a human being I can't quite do that anymore and I do know that she is she's reaching an age where she needs us more than we'll always need her but what I'm saying is it's now time for us to give back to her instead of just taking Does that make sense? And she cannot be my only supply. I realized I don't know how to love myself. Remember how I spoke to you last week about self-love is nowadays is very narcissistic? It is. And I am scared to... Here's me being vulnerable, baby girl. I am scared to learn how to self-love in the incorrect way. And I'm scared that I'm going to turn myself into an idol and idolize myself instead of the Lord Jesus and instead of Heavenly Father. So I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like I've had a breakthrough because, baby girl, it has been years and years and years of trying to figure out why do I eat so much? Why do I enjoy food so much? Like, what is it about it? You know? And now I know. So now I've got that daughter, right? As well as the daughter of, you know, of failing at so many things, knowing that I'm not an all-in person. I'm a get, you know, shuffle, shuffle and it'll stick type of person, right? So working out, for example, if I had said, I'm going to do half an hour, three days a week, baby girl, I would have quit by now. I have been working out for months, three days a week, and I give myself a two-day grace. So, example, Monday, Tuesday will be 
my first workout, Wednesday or Thursday, my second, Friday or Saturday, my third. So if I don't quite make it Friday, I'll definitely do it Saturday. I don't have a time limit on that as well, baby girl. I started where I was at. And that, by the way, was from years of getting to know myself, years of failing and taking that data and analyzing and seeing what went wrong. So instead of, of when you fail at something, instead of going, oh, I can't do that. I could have been like, I can't go all in. It's my weakness. I'm weak. I'm nothing. And then what? I took that data. Okay, I cannot go all in. Can I go half in? No. Okay. Fell again. Okay, not even half in. Hmm. Let's try something else. Do you know what I mean? That's what I want you to do with what you learned about yourself. Adapt. Learn. Apply it to your life. You know? It's kind of like if you're reading a Bible study... And you're just reading it every day. And then you go off to work. What have you applied? What have you learned? If you don't apply anything to your life, if you don't use what you learn practically, you're, you're never going to grow. You're not. In fact, if you don't bring what you learn into your life, there is a good chance that you're going to forget what you learned. I want you to take that information. By the way, there's no such thing as failure. There's only data. So if you have quote unquote failed at something, you haven't failed. You have won at receiving data to do something better. I don't care how long it takes you. You use that data, you will get better. You will get stronger. You will be your authentic self. You will figure it out. I don't ever want you to give up because you cannot get an answer straight away. It has taken me years, baby girl, years to figure out why I turned to food. I wasn't sitting passively either. I was doing research on binge eating. I was listening to people who do overeat and taking what they say and thinking to myself, hmm, do I have an addiction to food? And learning about, learning about that and seeing if it applied. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Do I have a, then learning about binge eating disorder. Hmm. Do I have a binge eating disorder? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It took a long time. And thinking about my past, right? And thinking about, okay, I love food. Why? Why is, where are the happy memories from? And thinking about all the happy times. And then going younger and younger and realizing that I, I kind of, made me feel loved and happy and then kind of just trying to be more aware of when I do grab for food when I'm not hungry usually when I'm feeling lonely 
when I'm feeling rejected, when I'm feeling like you know that green bar on Sims where where like the love bar if it's fully green that means your sim is happy. Well, this is like when my my little love bar is on red which is empty. And just being aware of that. And also being aware that it's when I have an emotion. And growing up, I was never allowed to have a negative emotion. If I was sad, I would be asked, what stupid thing are you sad about now? Who says that to their child? Who says that to their child? What might be silly for you is big for a child. You know, so it was like, I felt ashamed. Ashamed to be sad. I was told it was not okay to cry in public. Baby girl, you feel whatever emotion you need to feel. If you need to cry in public, cry in public. We as human beings have emotions. We have joy. We have sadness. We have, you know, stress. We have... (laughs) I can't even think of any right now. Can you believe it? But we do. And it's about time we all get comfortable with everybody having emotions, including men. I cannot tell you how many men do not cry because they think it makes them weak. How many men show nothing but anger because they're suppressing what they feel? Because they were emotionally abused as children, baby girl. I cannot tell you how many men refuse to go to therapy um, when they were abused as children and now it affects their, their marriage. There are so many. So many. It's not just, baby girl, it's not just women being abused. It's men too. Men are not just abused by their fathers. They're abused by their mothers too. And their sisters. And their female teachers. There is a lot that happens in this world to both men and women. And there is a lot of hurt in this world, baby girl. And so I'm asking you to start with yourself. Start healing yourself so that the next generation won't be as impacted by this pain. So that the next generation can learn from you, can learn from your healing. So that when you have a child who feels sad, you don't ask the child what silly thing or what stupid thing are you sad about now. You validate the child's feelings. Baby girl, we can only grow. Take the data and apply it. I promise you, there is no failing. There is winning and capturing new data. Data that will make you win in the end. Take what you learn, apply it. If it doesn't work out, analyze that data, try something else based off of that data. Continuously learn, continuously learn about yourself. Baby girl, if you think there's something you're going through, 
listen to the stories of others. Go to an expert if you can. Talk to someone if you can. We don't all have someone to talk to. I understand that, especially now during this time. It's 2021. We still have the same nonsense from 2020. And, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. So, pray. God will guide you to where you need to go. Pray and listen. Don't pray in doubt. If you're struggling with doubt, ask Father to help you. It is the number one thing I can tell you. Is when you get stuck, when you don't know how to apply, ask Heavenly Father. I'm going to tell you a little story. I was struggling with obedience a while back. And I was talking to God and he said to go to the book of Esther. I had never even looked at the book of Esther. I I'd heard her name, Queen Esther. I'd heard about this great Queen Esther, but I didn't know her story. So I'm like, okay, obedience. I'll study the book of Esther. I studied it. I read it. I didn't get it. I'm like, what? She didn't seem that cool to me at all. She didn't seem like she did anything. She did what her uncle told her. And I was confused. I read it again, thinking maybe I missed something. No, still confused. I went to go watch a movie. Still confused. Baby girl. (laughs) I took that data and realized that I was trying to understand without asking Heavenly Father. I started having a conversation with Heavenly Father and I remember saying to him, I don't get it. She didn't do anything. All she did was obey her uncle. And that's what it dawned on me. Why Heavenly Father sent me to the book of Esther. She obeyed. And because she obeyed her uncle. And her uncle had, you know, God. She was able to save a multitude of people. Through her obedience. And why obeying. Why not obeying. Why obedience is to Heavenly Father is so freeing. There is freedom and power in obedience, baby girl. So you see, I read it once. I failed. I came back with that data. I'm like, okay, new eyes. Came back with new eyes, my new data. Read it again. Failed. I was like, okay, I'm a visual person. Took that data. um, Watched the movie. I analyzed, realized, okay, I'm I'm doing this on my own. So that was data, right? Prayed and got my answer. I kept at it, baby girl. Anyway, I'm going to leave you to go and analyze your data. And I'm going to leave you to grow. And remember, you are worth it. You are the daughter of a heavenly king. And that is wonderful. You remember who you are, baby girl. And if you are are a baby boy listening, you are the son of a heavenly king. I love you forever. Bye.